It's Paul. It's Florin. What are we grinding today? I know. Let's grind the seasonality of business. And since it's the period in which everybody is back to work, back to school, back from holidays, back to a co-working space. Yeah, back to a co-working space. Back to running around after investors, trying to stress them all day long. Hey man, can you invest in my business, in my business, in my business? <laughs> Back to seeing money pouring in from the clients because yeah. finally they have money to spend. Or do they have money to spend after their holidays? I I think they don't. And I, and I how, are, how are their budgets actually after the holidays? I guess all of that money goes spent on... on Lamborghinis and martinis and stuff like that. I, I really hope to be a good month, but probably we can talk in or if we remember in a future episode about how good this month was or not. And we could say that we are back to Startup Expresso because also we took a... Yeah, we're finally back. We're doing this right now. Yeah, so seasonality of business. What does that even mean? I mean, such a fancy word. Well, if you're in the fashion industry, it's easy. In the winter, you sell winter clothes. In the summer, you said you sell summer stuff like I know slippers. Yeah, <laughs> I want to say bikini, but <laughs> <laughs> you, you you can sell that all the time. So, how does this relate to startups? Well, it can relate in a, in a, in lots of ways. I mean, if your startup is based on, I know, let's say the wedding season, then summer is awesome for you. But if you're like a software as a service business, like, like my business, then summer is horrible because basically everybody is on vacations or getting married, or going or attending weddings, and nobody cares about their business and they don't want to invest in software. So there you have it. So can we frame it to say that in this episode we will talk about seasonality as period of times in which sales spike or go down based on some events or some time intervals from the year? Yeah, and as we're grinding that, we can also get into the fact that you can actually think about each season and each month in order to come up with new ideas for how to sell more products and how to move more products on the market. Would you think to a specific example? Yeah, usually uh, in Q4, uh, because you have like um, October, which is Halloween, then you have Thanksgiving, then you have Black Friday, then you have Cyber Monday, and then you have Christmas and everything related to Christmas. You can basically create a lot of sales events with a lot of offers and Usually, it doesn't even depend if you're like a tech startup or not, because you can just create a lot of new ideas for new launches uh, just based on Q4 and all the events around Q4. Even if for some startups, this means that they don't. So, for example, if my startup doesn't have anything to do with, I don't know, maybe Black Friday is not the best example, but let's say I'm a small CRM startup company that offers CRM for medium companies mm -hmm. and it's Valentine's Day. Do you think I could run a promotion of Valentine's Day or 
I shouldn't because I don't have anything to do with. Definitely, you could you could totally run, like even different types of promotions. How how would you see, for example, in in this situation, a good promotion? Let's try a boring promotion first. A boring one? Yeah, a really boring promotion. Like, do you have an example in mind? Yeah, something that anybody could do. Hey, you know what? 50% off. You see that in your inbox as you open Gmail and you have 50% off our Valentine's offer. And then you open it and you see that the CRM has like a 20% or maybe a 50% if you buy the yearly plan. And that's like the boring offer that you can do. Oh, wait. So you made me to open the email by promising me 50% off. Yeah. And because it was related to Valentine's Day and you're currently thinking about Valentine's Day or you're getting other content about Valentine's Day from other providers. So then you're more likely to also open my email if I also uh, talk about Valentine's Day. Okay. And why is this a boring promotion? Well, because you, you didn't really get creative about it. You just offered like some discount without, you know, making like a deeper connection between your product, your audience and the event like Valentine's Day. But you you could basically turn this around. You could even have like the subject of the email saying something bold like, we don't like a lot of people, but we do love you. Here's our Valentine's promotion. Hmm. I think in the first example, I would spend money on chocolate and wine and not on that CRM. But in the second one, I think I might give it a thought to, to your promotion. I know, right? Or if you don't want to make this about your company, you could do it something like, here's a fun love story between your customers and your company. And in this case, I don't talk about myself. I talk about my customers and their customers, and they'll be even more interested in hearing what I have to say about the promotion, because maybe I give some very creative content on how they can use the CRM to make their customers fall in love with them. So basically it's very important to be creative and stand out because everybody's doing promotion in that period. So I guess that if you run promotions in, in that time frame, time frame, yeah, you need to be more creative than, I don't know, just running a promotion in the middle of the month without any, um, uh, relevance. I agree. I, I totally agree. And especially as you've said, like a lot of people will be doing promotions during that period. So you have to be creative about it because even if I'm not going to get an email from another CRM company, I will get emails from other people doing Valentine's day stuff. So basically then I don't compete with other CRMs. I compete with other people who have Valentine's day offers, which can be anything from Apple to a dating site, to everything that could make a Valentine's promotion to the restaurant from your neighborhood. Definitely, definitely. And we do have, and we do have restaurants. I mean, I do get offers from restaurants on Valentine's day, uh, for couples or for married couples and they, they target their audience according to different specifics, but they also make it about Valentine's day. And it's not something that you definitely need by Valentine's day, because for example, if I need to take an Uber on the Valentine's day, I'm happy that they offer, I don't know, 10% off because. Either yeah. way, I would have taken that Uber. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And they can build more loyalty with such an offer. Hmm. That, that's interesting. 
I think a little bit now on the other side. So, okay, you have this promotion on Valentine's. Let's say you have a spike in sale. You have a promotion of Black Friday. You have a spike in sale. But can it be seasonality in which you have a down period of sales? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> like you have in, in the summer, as I've said, if if you're selling like to a very business to business audience, and you're trying to make sales and sales events during the summer, well, they'll be gone on business trips or they'll be gone on vacations. They won't be at the office. And even those who are at the office, they're already planning a lot of other stuff or they're busy because it's just them at the office and other co co-workers. So basically they have a lot uh, bigger volume of work that they need to get done in that period. So they will completely ignore your offers. But... This is for the case when you sell to a B2B audience. However, if you are like the Steam marketplace that sells PC games, well, they have their huge promotions during the summer because uh, students, pupils, uh, young young adults, and I, I don't know, people, people who are super young, uh, they'll be on vacation from school, from the university, they'll be on vacation from their jobs, and they will have a lot of time to uh, to play games. And that's when people, and you can see this on their forums, that's when they go wild and they buy a lot of games, even 20 games. They only get to play one of those games, but they buy during the summer promotion because the promotion is huge and it's perfect timing. So it's very important for you to know like what are your seasons in, in your business, say like that, buy the classical one that's valentine's day black friday and yeah definitely definitely because if even if i make a lot of sales this month it doesn't mean that you with your business could uh could replicate the success maybe maybe in your case uh your audience is much more likely to buy during another season and talking about seasons i think if we refer only to sales it's not the most 100% accurate to say like that because I think we need to look at it also from a cost perspective because definitely if I don't get so much revenue I need to budget some money for that period for example for the summer in which I'm not selling it might be wise yeah yeah interesting so instead of discussing about how you can make more money and and get a, a spike in sales you can actually use the the idea of seasonality of business to Prepare for periods when you will have less money. Yeah, because as we know, everyone, cash flow is important. So yeah, you can also look at this from a cash flow perspective. Yeah, yeah, this is this is a very valid point. And I think also like if we go a little bit even back to say like that on the tech startups, you might plan some other activities. So for example, All if right. you're not doing sales because your customers are on, on holiday. Uh-huh. I'm trying to think what you could do. So an example would be, for example, doing some actual development. Yeah, that would be a good idea. Because you can focus on, on building new features, trying them out, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Would you try it or launch it during the summer for validating? So for testing it or when everybody's. Yeah, I would only I would only release it for testing it because I'd get fewer users and if something goes amiss, then they can tell me uh, and we're going to fix it and very few people are going to see that we've made a mistake because everybody else was on vacation. 
So a good plan would sound like a soft launch during the summer when everyone is in vacation to see if there are bugs, there are issues with the with the feature. Yeah. And then doing Yeah, and you don't announce it like to anybody. So yeah. only only if people find it then it's good for them, they can fill in the bug requests and everything. But you don't launch it, you don't plan it, you don't talk about it to anybody. And when they're back from holiday, you just announce them that, hey, we have a cool new feature that you can try it out. Yeah, or you do a product launch around that feature uh, if it's a more if it's a more impressive feature and then you can actually spend a lot of time, especially in quarter four, to talk about new features and to make launch events for all the changes that you've made during the summer, which is like a really great thing, actually, because you can do a lot of development during the summer. You can test it without any kind of stress. And then once people get back to work, you can really start promoting it and working on the promotion side of things. And then you use uh, the way that time passes to your advantage. And repeat the cycle because... Yeah, and repeat the cycle next year. And I, I guess this makes planning a lot easier than, than anything else you could do. <laughs> nice. So basically we talk about sales and seasonality cost and cash flow as seasonality, but also we're looking now, it influences the planning and feature development. Yeah, and the product life cycle. That's really interesting. Also, I'm thinking a little bit now. So if, for example, you look at your analytics, would it be wise, how to, to call it? So to, to also take in consideration this part, because otherwise I might look that I didn't have any people on the website this month or it dropped. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it, it also affects that, especially in terms of, especially in terms of usage, how many people have actually engaged with the platform. You could find out that during summer, maybe nobody engages with the platform or very few people do. And one other thing that you could see, and I know this from the time when we had a website builder platform, it was very interesting for us because we got a lot of engagement uh, during the winter holiday. And that was pretty weird because everybody tells you like, come on, man, you're going to launch website builder on Christmas. How's that going to work? Everybody's with their families. Everybody's doing yada, yada, yada. And then you have the new year and yada, yada, yada. And nobody will want to create blogs and websites and spend their time on stuff like that. Well, as it turns out, it was the only period when they thought they had actual time to try out the website builder tool and see if they like it. Because they were on vacation, they had nothing better to do, uh, and they were curious about it. So they said, okay, now I finally have a lot of time, let's do this. And we had a lot of usage during the winter season and we didn't prepare for this and we had a lot of support requests and we were like, really? <laughs> <laughs> yep. And that lesson was learned after a while. <laughs> so I think since you didn't have people to do support, you don't have a site builder actually now, right? Or <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it wasn't related to that, but... During uh, <laughs> during the, the next years, we actually planned for this and we knew that, okay, we're going to take our own vacation before the winter holidays. And then during the winter holidays, we would actually be on support. We would work on 
um, I don't know, fixing issues, seeing how their sites load and doing a lot of optimizations during the winter season, which is weird because nobody does that, but we had to because that's what the customers wanted. <laughs> nice. Also, uh, it came to my mind now that I saw actually one or two promotions of some businesses that somehow tried to steal the stars, so to be the first. So basically, instead of Black Friday, they made a Black Friday promotion one week earlier. What do you think about oh, this and what's man. your thought about this? Because you assume that people have the money, so you want to be the first who make them to spend them. Even if it's like, you know, I make a Black Friday win one week before the actual Black Friday. This, this is crazy. Okay, so... Uh, dear audience, Paul has basically just created the most important topic of discussion for today's episode. Because what you're saying is perfectly, perfectly true. And if you plan like a Halloween campaign, and this is what a lot of interns and new people who have started with our company have, have asked me. Uh, if we have to do a Halloween campaign, when will we do it? Because Halloween is on the 31st of October, right? Yeah. So when do we do the campaign? Hmm? Well, one like week prepare or... it or launch it. Prepare it. No, for launch it. Launch it. We we don't talk about preparation during the Halloween, it. right? Because it's the Halloween campaign. Yeah, that's wrong. Because people will be out celebrating Halloween and they will not pay attention to the Halloween promotion. So basically, what the textbooks, so to call them, would say would be, do your promotion for Halloween one week before. But because that's what people generally think about doing, everybody's doing their promotion one week before, so you'll have a lot of competition. And now very smart marketers, they actually start the promotion two weeks before, so that they're ahead of everybody else with the promotion. Because otherwise it's exactly as you've said it, if I start my promotion one week before, but I have three other people uh, who sell products on Halloween, uh, and they've started two weeks before, my customers bought from the other three retailers and they don't have any cash left to buy my offer when it ah, comes out. So if I'm doing it even after Halloween, they don't have they any don't more have money, money because they spent it also on the yep. Halloween day. Exactly. Interesting. I actually thought it was weird a little bit seeing it like with so much time before, but from what you're saying, it, it makes sense. So Yeah, man, it's so weird. I've actually learned this lesson from a couple of internet marketers who are selling informational products on the web. And they were telling me like, no, if you want to do the promotion, you have to run it before everybody else. Because otherwise people won't have any more money on their credit cards. And this can lead to something that's even crazier. And this is not, this does not happen for every single industry. But you could test it out just to see if it makes sense for your own business. And the thing to test, and I also know this from these internet marketers, is if you want to have a promotion or you want to drive conversions or message your customers, because, you know, in the Lean uh, Business Canvas, the Business Canvas that you have uh, f for your startup, you know that you have the relationship channels. So you have the relationship channels and, you know, email, push notifications, uh, messages to your Facebook group where you have your customers and you you try to push uh, an offer out or just make sure that people reach your pricing page during a certain period uh, so that you drive conversions during one point in the month. 
So you basically have an event when you want to drive your conversions, when you want to get as many people as possible to start buying the product. Now, when will you do it? Will you do it at the beginning of the month, in the middle of the month or at the end of the month? And you can test this out for yourself, but one of the best ideas is to do it in the middle of the month because that's when usually people get paid on their credit on, on, ah, on, the, on their cards when, when they are receiving their salaries yeah, they, and their money exactly that's when they receive the salary and because people get so many emails so many push notifications so many things with sales during any given month they receive the salary if you make them buy too late they will already have spent the money on something else and then you will have to wait another month until these people can actually buy your offer. So this is something to test out. Let us know on, on our Facebook group how this went. So if you do an experiment like this, because actually for me, this is the, the need for... I, I always thought that a best period would be at the beginning of the month. But actually it might be that they don't have too many money left yeah. in, in their spending budget because... Exactly. Interesting. And this is something that I guess is different from country to country, but you know, it's, I mean, we're, we're on an international market and it's what we've seen on all of the countries where, where we sell our products. So it seems a bit, um, a bit important to know when people are actually receiving their paychecks. <laughs> yeah. Also, since we're talking about this part and budgets, sorry. I would like to ask you another question regarding seasonality. So, for example, would you consider a season a budget period of a big company? So, if I'm a SaaS selling to big companies that have yearly budget budgets, can I somehow relate this to seasonality? Yeah, yeah. And I only know this from other people who have told me that they do this. I haven't actually sold... Um sold using this to enterprises the only sales to enterprises were occasional and those customers reached out to us so we didn't have anything planned for outreach but for people who have sold to enterprises and they did do outreach they actually used this because they were trying to sell in the periods when they knew those companies were creating the budgets and they had to be uh, exactly during that time frame so it's about three months uh, when they create the budgets and when they allocate the resources and stuff like that. And if you don't go in into that window, no matter how much the persons that you know in that company want to buy your product, they will refuse to buy it be because they can't get the buy-in of other people inside the business. And then you have to wait for a whole new year to make the sale. And I think another important period, it's also at the end of the budgeted period because if they still have budget left they need to spend it on something so i think Ooh. you could give it a try also at the end of the last quarter for example because if i'm i don't know the marketing responsible at this company i still have a few thousand bucks in in the budget i will lose them if i don't spend them on something and if you come to me and you're selling your seo yeah, that makes so sense. I will spend them because otherwise I need to give them back. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. And maybe you've always wanted to do something related to SEO and it, it wasn't the time. So now that you have this, why not, uh, why not spend it? And I think you can link it, for example, with the Halloween, since it's almost in appropriate period of. Yeah, yeah. All right. So we've actually covered a lot of ideas around the seasonality of business. And sometimes of podcasts, because we also, if you look at it, it might be that we had the first season, then we took a yeah holiday in which actually we work a lot on our businesses, but now we are back. So yeah, we've basically uh, taken a break from doing the podcast because we knew that you guys were on vacation and that you weren't listening to us. And what did we do? We did development. <laughs> And now, since we're back with the new seasons, we would like us to let us know what subjects would you like. Don't forget about the, the Facebook group that we have on our Startup Expresso Facebook page. We work on our newly website that will be soon. Yeah, and the best part is that if you're typing Startup Espresso on Google, you will find our Twitter account, you will find our website, which is startupespresso.live. And you can find the website and from the website, you can find everything else, including the sponsorship panel where you can sponsor new episodes because our coffee isn't cheap. And because it's Startup Espresso, we do drink a lot of coffee to create this podcast. And also the hosting and hopefully more coffee. Yeah, more coffee. I, I guess it's always more coffee with us. I was thinking as at, at the new grinder that we broke it last week, but definitely yeah. more coffee because we can solve it the, the grinder part. Yeah, we, 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 we broke that. I mean, that that grinder was awesome. It, it helped us create our intro sound. Um, and that was a great piece of technology. It will be dearly missed. That's in the history of the podcast. And also we're happy to let you know that now you can listen to us on Spotify, on Apple, basically everything. Yeah, on Stitcher and, every, and I guess everything else. So don't forget, buy us a copy. Yeah, buy us a coffee and don't forget, we're not your consultants. We're not your lawyers. And we're not your SEOs.